I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Scoopy Radio. In the airways, on the plane, on the train. In the house, well, you guys are figuring out what the next move is. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure, most importantly, that you all subscribe to the Scoop B Radio podcast, which is available on podcast providers and networks, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher App, Spotify, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com, 2.1 million streams last year. Anybody from Pete Sampras, the voice of Siri, DJ Khaled, Major Key, Mark Cuban, uh, Skill O'Neal, everybody, everybody, their mama and their mama's mama, sports, entertainment, lifestyle, um, you name it. And uh, on the phone right now is a guy who uh, is definitely juggling a lot of different things out in North Carolina right now, North Carolina Galactic, and none other than Evan Yates. Who is the owner of Your Pie, which is in Cary, North Carolina? Sir, thank you for taking some time with us. I know it's a very busy time with everything going on with Corona and, and just people figuring things out. What's going on? Um, I think, first of all, just managing it a day at a time. I think if you ask, um, I've sort of been telling some of my colleagues, if you ask any leader and they, you know, pretend they have all the answers they're just they're just lying like we're all figuring this out with the best information that we have you know and so you know I feel like my job as a leader is just to you know take all the information and make the best choice I can I'm being very transparent with my team I'm watching the news outlets and paying attention on social media Twitter you know etc and just trying to lead through this right you never really no decision is a perfect decision, right? But you just have to be able to live with the outcomes and you have to communicate with your team and you have to just let them know that most importantly in a situation like this where everybody's a little bit fearful, everybody is sort of on edge, you just tell them that obviously their first, the first priority is to keep them safe and their family safe and then our customers safe, right? And so that's kind of the three things that are guiding all the decisions that I'm making personally. 
So in North Carolina, um, you, there's, you know, everybody, from what I understand, can take out. They can't dine in. Does most of your business come from dining or from takeout? So I would say majority of our business is dining customers, particularly given the way that sort of, you know, your pie being a fast, casual concept, it really is, it really sort of tackles that niche of family-friendly, you know, you can bring a family of five and for a reasonable price, everyone can have a, you know, good meal, right? And so I definitely think, you know, we're going to see some, you know, flattening of sales and a result as a result of that. But that said, you know, we've already put into motion things like curbside delivery. We've already begun to leverage some of our delivery partners like DoorDash to, Mm -hmm. you know, still take advantage of our online ordering capabilities to dispatch delivery orders. And so we've already seen a pretty significant uptick in takeout and delivery. And so, you know, we'll keep working that and, you know, partnering with local businesses to, you know, try to get them, get them food. And so that's sort of the strategy that we're using right now. Ephraim owner, franchisee of Your Pie, Carrie, North Carolina. Uh, make sure to follow him on Instagram at eyates84. Check out his business, Your Pie, Carrie, on Facebook as well. Make sure you like that. And a uh, couple things. Looking at your profile, um, number one, you're from Kinston, North Carolina. Yes, sir. Two, Isn't five, that where two. Jerry Stackhouse is from? Yes, Stackhouse is from there. You got... Brandon Ingram, who's killing it this season, finally, I think, coming into his own. You know, I think New Orleans was a really good move for him. He seems to just be, you know, taken off and seems to have a coach that really believes in him. And then you have uh, Reggie Bullock, who's still making noise in the league right now. So, yeah, we put out our, we put out our fair share of hoopers, I would say. And you are a uh, graduate of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um yeah, you got it. There's no college basketball on right now. I know North Carolina is a basketball bed. How are you dealing with that? How I mean, what is it like? Just give me the paint me a picture of what um, North Carolina is like without basketball and everything that's going on right now. Man, it, if you if you're actually a hoops fan, man, it, it, it's pretty it's pretty depressing, man. I mean, my and my of course some of my friends who are Duke fans, you know, I. I actually kind of relished in this moment because you know, <laughs> I was like, well, we're not going to the tournament. You ain't going to the tournament either. How about that? <laughs> but, so, I mean, even as a Tar Heel fan, I feel able to get those digs in. But it's kind of, you know, when ball is, ball is life here, man. So, I mean, even from, you know, as a kid, you know, you play, you know, from recreationally to, you know, I think everyone's feeling it. My friends are just depressed, man. There's like, no games on and it's just getting into the thick of the playoff race and LeBron just beat the Clippers and so they're supposed to play him again and so how are we not going to see any of that and it's like what do we do you know so I think from my standpoint basketball is my main sport I'm not a huge NFL guy I'm not really a college football guy but I can watch any basketball from high school AAU up to NBA so for me for me I'm definitely kind of feeling that feeling that loss what was it like going to school in North Carolina? Oh, oh my goodness, man. I mean, I can remember, and I don't know if they still do it now, but I can remember being in, like, high school 
and it was a big deal. The teacher would bring the, you remember the old school TVs that were on the wheels back in the day, Heck right? Yeah. Before, they had, before they had the iPods and all of that, mm-hmm. teachers brought the TV in the classroom and we watched the ACC tournament. Like it was that right. serious. <laughs> like you knew like when UNC was in the tournament, that cool teacher was going to let you watch the basketball game in the classroom. That's just, it was just an unspoken rule. <laughs> so, like, for, for so growing up in North Carolina in that climate, I've been a UNC fan all my life, man. Since earliest I can remember is 93 winning the championship with Rick Fox and George Lynch and that whole crew. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was sort of when I made my mind up I was going to UNC. Like, I told my mom then. I only applied to one school. In hindsight, that might not have been the smartest thing, but it worked out, you know? So, those were the Dean Smith days still. Yes, sir. You're right. Mm-hmm. Scoopy Radio on the line talking with Efren Yates. He's taking time out of his busy schedule between packing pizza boxes and, 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 and cooking and doing some of everything. I would imagine you still being a, a, a franchisee or an owner of a, of, of a Your Pie Carry, you still get your hands dirty in the kitchen. Oh, absolutely. I am, you know, I am very much present in my store, you know, this location we took over fairly recently. So, you know, I was sharing, um, you know, in another talk I was having probably the first, you know, 60 to 90 days that, you know, I assumed responsibility for the shop. I was seven days a week, 70 plus hours. Right. I mean, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very much involved and part of it is, you know, as, as leaders, it is ultimately our responsibility to establish the culture, to establish, you know, best practices, and ultimately to kind of put our fingerprint on the business, right? And how can I possibly do that if I'm not there and not actually on the front lines with my team and interacting with our guests and learning what they like, what they don't like, what my team needs from me? And so, you know, I, I take that responsibility, you know, very, you know, very uh, seriously, I mean, I'm in the store today, right? So, you know, for me, this is sort of what I've decided where I'm going to sort of plant my stake in the ground for now and, you know, build build from. And so for me, you can't, if you're not keeping your eye on the ball, what are, what are you doing? You got to be there to do that. For, right? sure. for sure. For sure. For sure. Just taking a cursory look at your, your bio, a couple things that stood out to me. Uh, background in retail and sales. Um, I, I relate to that. Um, when I was in college, I worked at uh, Best Western. When I graduated, my okay. first job was worked at a Best Western hotel, making beds, cleaning rooms. Um, I worked at Victoria's Secret as a stock worker and then I worked the floor. And um, I, I, so I, I understand you learn certain things from different places. Like you hear people, they worked at McDonald's when they were in high school. And so when I looked at your bio, the thing that stood out to me was um, you worked at CarMax uh, before coming in an assistant buyer and uh, managing uh, the high injury department at Neiman Marcus. Uh, and you spent the latter part of your career uh, in allocations and planning for PM1 imports uh, and other well-known jewelry retailers. What did you take um, from those experiences at Pier 1, CarMax, Neiman Marcus that you apply uh, to your business today uh, at, at uh, the Pieces Spot? Well, I think first and foremost is, you know, you really have to be customer-centric. And I think that even sort of ties back into your initial question of, you know, am I still getting my hands dirty? You know, one of the things that, 
you know, I learned very quickly from, you know, whether it was working on the sales floor in CarMax. And in my opinion, selling cars is about as pure sales, hardcore sales as you can be in, right? And, you know, from there, managing commission sales associates in a high-end jewelry environment where, you know, you may, you know, I can remember doing trunk shows for vendors where we might sell $100,000 worth of jewelry in one day, right? And mm. so I and so for me I've always had that sales and customer focus. I've always kind of been in the game so to speak. And so, you know, that DNA so to speak wouldn't change now that I have my own business. I'm still very much every time I'm in the store, I'm striking up a conversation with a guest and I'm you know, remembering that their son had a hockey game. And like, I bet one kid that if he scored a hat trick in the hockey game, I'd give him a free pizza. You know, like I'm just always kind of in that mode because ultimately that's what makes your store different from another store, even in a franchise setting, right? Your store has to Mm -hmm. have your personality and your fingerprint. And it has to feel like the customers in this location have to feel like this is their store. And the only way you can do that is to be personal to be personal and to, you know, have that connection with them. So, you know, I try really hard to do that. And when you said that, you know, you gave me a flashback. I I, I don't know saying another franchise is a cuss word, but I remember a certain pizza store when you read certain books, you got the coupon, you got a free personal pan pizza. You remember that? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) I think I probably, I think I got some of those in uh, elementary school for sure. You know, it's one it's one of those things that, you know, what we've what I've had some success with doing, you know, very early on is I've partnered with uh middle school band boosters and I've uh done PTA like spirit nights where I had one elementary school, their school mascot came into the space and that was a really fun night and we were able to give a percentage of those proceeds back to the parent teacher organization. And so, you know, not necessarily the same read a book, get a free pizza, but we've definitely been very much intentional about plugging into our local communities. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I really stress to my team is that my ultimate goal is that, you know, wherever our stores are planted around, you know, the triangle area, that the community immediately you know, adjacent to or connected to our stores are better or becomes better because we're a part of it. And the easiest way to do that is to start to make those relationships with those organization leaders and, you know, kind of plugging yourself in, so to speak, and really being ingrained and sort of woven into the fabric of that community. And so, you know, we're really trying hard to do that and be authentic in the way we do it as well, you know? For sure. Franchising is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Scoopy Radio on the line with from Yates, uh, owner and franchisee of uh, Your Pie in Cary, North Carolina. My family um, in the in the 80s and part 70s, 80s and 90s uh, owned an Athlete's Foot sneaker store in Harlem. We were the only oh, yeah. Athlete's Foot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we were the only black-owned um, athletes foot in New York State. Um, and, wow. you know, it was on 125th Street and Lenox Avenue in Harlem. And, and so I, I'm curious to know, um, was it difficult in North Carolina or just in general to, to, to get that process started with you with, with your pie? Um, so it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, what I found is that I've, you know, sort of to 
give you a little bit of context, I've been very much interested in franchising for probably seven or eight years now. And probably the last five or six years, I had been very intentional about researching different brands and different concepts. And for one reason or another, that opportunity just didn't work out. And to your point, there were some brands that, you know, the concept was good, but maybe they didn't have the territory availability that I wanted. So I felt that I would be pigeonholed or very restricted in terms of how I can Mm -hmm. grow. But there were other brands where I, you know, felt that, man, like it seems good, but I just don't get that feeling that they're really sold on me or that they're really invested into what I offer in terms of diversity Mm -hmm. and my diverse background and experience and what I can bring to the table. And so, you know, to your point, there were certain, you know, opportunities that I frankly passed on and didn't go further because of that reason, just feeling, well, I don't want to have to, I'm not begging you to take my money, right? <laughs> like, so, so in that regard, but then, you know, with your pie it was very much different. I mean, from my very first email, you know, they were just very much welcoming and very much like, you know, the follow-up was there. They were very transparent and they let me talk to as many existing franchisees as I wanted to. And I probably talked to, you know, eight franchisees, hour-long conversations. And I was even able to reach out to a few formal, former franchisees and they were just Mm -hmm. very open. And so for me, after doing sort of that due diligence and then actually flying down to meet with the leadership team in person and visiting the stores. It just made it for me. It just felt right. The financials were there in terms of it making sense. And then I just felt that they would be really good partners. And then, you know, the final piece was your pie is relatively North Carolina was a relatively untapped territory for your pie. So, you know, sort of selfishly, that gave me a chance to say, oh, I can grow with this brand. No one really knows about it. They're already killing it in the Southeast and Atlanta and these surrounding, Mm -hmm. you know, towns. Let's bring this, you know, let's bring this to North Carolina and really expand it and and grow with the brand. And so honestly, you know, this just has been so far a, a fairly good relationship for me. And you guys opened since September of 2019. I had a million dollar question. Why specifically your pie? I'm told uh, your daughter had something to do with um, uh, you choosing it and with her experience with pizza. Yeah. So, so, you know, obviously with my wife, you know, she being a PhD student and, you know, me working, we try to share parenting responsibilities best we can. And so, we sort of had this thing where every Thursday I, it was my day to pick up our daughter from daycare. And so my wife at some point took her there once. And so every time I picked her up, it's like, well, what do you want to do for dinner? Husband? And she's like, your pie pizza place. I'm like, what is this your pie pizza place? Cause I, I had never been here, but that's what she called it. And so I took her there once and it was pretty good. And Every Thursday I pick her up, it's like, where do you want to go? Your pie. And so I'm saying to myself, well, 
Number one, at that point, she was a four-year-old. Like, she's a four-year-old. She's notoriously picky, but she keeps asking to go to this your pie place. And so then it's like, all right, well, let me take my dad hat off and put my business hat on and, like, actually look at the numbers and, you know, reach out. Because, again, I've always kind of had my eye on franchising, right? And so, you mm-hmm. know, I have to kind of give credit to her because she really kind of forced me to pay attention because we were just spending so much time together after, you know, after school hours there eating. Right. And so I I really liked the food. It was a very family friendly atmosphere. Tons of other kids were there. And so it just from there kind of progressed, you know, how were you able to um, save and build capital to invest in your franchise? So one of the, one of the things I would say is, you know, I very, so, so for a while, one of the things I even did as recently as I want to say 2018 is when I just realized that, you know, in order to take advantage of any opportunity, you need to have a savings, right? That's just bottom line. One of my mentors told me some time ago, right? Saving in and of itself doesn't make you rich. It's the opportunities that you get access to as a result of having saved that can make you rich, right? And so if an opportunity comes across your table, but you don't have the means to take advantage of it, you lose out. But if you can be disciplined and you can save, then maybe you have an opportunity. And so, you know, one thing I did for a whole year is I just committed to myself. I'm not buying anything that I don't need, right? And I mean, that was like, my friends were looking at me like I was kind of crazy some of them but like I was very almost anal about it like I didn't buy a even a shirt for the whole year right but it, part of it is wow. like, it wasn't that I it wasn't that I was doing it for some sort of badge of honor but I sort of as I was goal setting for the prior year one of the things that I said is I just really wanted to challenge the relationship that I had with money right like I wanted to feel like I was in control of it and not that it told me what to do, if that makes sense. Right. And so I figured like, so, so I figured that if I could kind of become disciplined and really curb my spending and just, you know, now it got to the point where it's like, even now I still don't really shop (laughs) like because it's just, I found that I don't kind of need it. Right. Even coming from the luxury retail space where, fashion was life and I was, I was a buyer and I was into high end luxury. And that was the world. That was kind of my world. I realized like that wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to be in terms of being able to create something for my family that would last long term. Right. So I just had to, and then obviously, you know, I've been able to have like, you know, mentors and other people who just were able to be a support system to me and help me, you know, get there. So. Can you, can you, uh, for those who are listening to the podcast, um, the rapper Gilly, uh, he, he gives everyone a bunch of game on Instagram. Um, if you're familiar, I'm Gilly the kid. Of course. Of course. We've had him on Scoopy radio, Gilly the kid all day for for people who are listening. Can you, can you give some future entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs to aspire to, 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 to be great, uh, maybe a couple hundred dollars worth of free game 
that you're willing to share on more specifically how to, you know, enter the business, how to maintain it and more. Cause many people want to be a businessman, not a businessman. And, and, you know, they want to make sure that they have the structure to do what they need to do. So from your, your experience, your expertise, what are some tricks to trade that you can teach um, folks that, that are listening to the Scoopy Radio podcast? Well, I, I think first and foremost, um, you know, kind of furthering what, you know, we talked about in terms of saving. One of the things that I really love about that, con- I'm so glad you kind of brought it up. One of the things I love about saving is saving is more of a mindset and a mentality, right? So I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you have to save to have a million dollars in the bank, right? Like you start from where you are because I believe the greatest benefit to learning how to save is the muscles and other things you work as a result of that, right? So if you can become a good saver, ultimately what you're teaching yourself is to delay gratification. You're teaching yourself how to budget and be aware of finances, right? You're teaching yourself how to say that this thing is more important. Like I'm going to give up the thing that I want now for the thing that I want most. Right. And so by saving, you're actually just building those muscles that when that great opportunity does come for you or that franchise opportunity does present itself or a chance to invest in a startup company that ultimately becomes good you've built the, you've kind of built that foundational, you know, skill set to like help propel you further, you know? So I would say that's a, that's first and foremost, a really big one for me is just having that sort of financial discipline to, um, to save. Right. And then, you know, if I had to say, give an, another, another bit of a free game, you know, I think, you know, don't underestimate the fact that however hard do you think it's going to be, it's going to be harder, right? <laughs> so, you know, hmm. you know, I, I think that sometimes we, myself included, right, we understand that owning a business is very hard and we understand that it's going to take a lot of, you know, long hours, but something, you know, something that Diddy actually said on an Instagram post some time ago Scoop is that radio. he said your new life will cost you your old one. I don't know if you remember when he posted that a few, maybe a month or so oh, yeah. ago. But when he when mm-hmm. he said that, like I thought having been in this like grind of franchising, I saw that quote in a completely different way. Because a lot of times when we hear it's going to cost you something, we think about all the stuff we don't want in our lives anyway that we're going to give up, right? It's like when I level up, I'm not going to be doing this. or I'm not going to be broke no more. I'm going to, you know, have the house I want, the car. We think about all the stuff we already don't like that we're going to give up. But we don't think about the fact that, like, for seven nights in a row, I'm going to leave before my five-year-old wakes up. And when I get home, she's going to be asleep. And the only interaction that I have with her is when I kiss her at night, right? Like, we don't... Mm-hmm. So that is almost like part of it as well, right? Like not only is it going to cost you those things you want to go, it's going to actually cause you, it's going to change and alter the relationship with the things you actually love, right? Like the fact that now quality time with my wife looks like stealing a matinee at one thirty in the afternoon when it's midday in my restaurant, right? <laughs> Versus, 
me maybe being able to take her to a fest- fancy restaurant on a Friday night because Fridays and Saturdays is when your pie is the busiest, right? And so mm-hmm. I think, think about the sacrifice you're going to make and then add some more. Because if you really want to get it and you really want the thing that you say you want, I promise you, you're going to have to make some choices. And you're, it's also going to include choosing things you really love and care about in order to get that thing, <laughs> you know? Man, I swear you, you have a quarterback and point guard mindset because um, you're talking about leadership, you're talking about sacrifice, you're talking about delegation and um, flexibility. Um, I think those are all things right now, particularly what's going on in the climate in, in, in our country and abroad. And work-life balance, um, family and business is definitely something that um, you have to have. Um, Scoopy Radio on the line, talking with my main man, uh, Ephraim Yates, talking business, talking sports, talking lifestyle, talking everything in between. The give back, uh, it's so very important for anybody who's successful, anybody who is um, who is on the career path to, to what you're doing. And uh, one thing that I've noticed that you're heavily involved in is um, the Boys and Girls Club. Tell me a little bit more about your involvement and what you're doing. Okay, yeah, so one of the things that, you know, I look, first of all, I, you know, was a Boys and Girls Club attendee myself, right? So, you know, mentioning earlier, growing up in, you know, Kinston, North Carolina, you know, you know, while that town town is, you know, become very known for, you know, basketball and, you know, other athletics, when you look at the other side of that, we're talking a community that's two thirds African American and, you know, many of its residents are at or below the poverty poverty line. And we're talking a town with maybe 22 to 23,000 people max. Right. And that, and that's mm-hmm. in the South. Right. And so when you just think about all the context and nuance of that, right. I, so that's where I grew up. Right. And so single mom who raised three kids, never making more than $30,000 a year, who is still currently a postal worker and, you know, you know, having a father who, you know, just over time and for various different reasons, wasn't able to be as active as maybe he wanted to be. And so you take that and you say, man, these are the perfect conditions to end up either on the street as a dope boy, or I'm going to be in somebody's jail. Right. And and Mm -hmm. thankfully, my mom had enough foresight to, you know, at least then the way the Boys and Girls Club was set up is every housing project, which I lived in, had their own Boys and Girls Club, right? And so, you know, luckily I was able to come home from school and, you know, being a latchkey kid, right? I was able to spend those crucial hours where I could be doing other stuff at the Boys and Girls Club, right? I could do homework. I had a safe space where I didn't have to be caught up in some of the things that took my uh, took my friends and distracted some of the people I grew up with, right? And so for me, the Boys and Girls Club was instrumental in helping me, you know, stay on the right path. And, you know, ultimately it led me being able to get into, a, you know, a good college and earn good grades. And so when the opportunity presented itself to work with the Boys and Girls Club, you know, in Durham County, it just made sense, right? Like, these kids look like me. Their story is my story, right? Like, I was the kid in a single-parent home who mom worked very long hours 
because she was just trying to do the best she can to give me the best she could. Right. And so when mm-hmm. I had, you know, this, you know, this holiday, when I had a chance to do a toy drive and, you know, we obviously want to continue to further that relationship. It was like, of course, like it just resonated with me immediately because in many ways I was able to go back to how that felt for me. It's very easy for me to go to that place and remember and understand like what those kids feel even now and are dealing with. And maybe even more so in the age of social media and the amount of things they have access to that even you and I didn't have access to growing up. Right. So, you know, with all the stuff going on with coronavirus and, um, you know, actually managing uh, your store, have you gone grocery shopping? Like, what's it like for you? We talked about work-life balance. What's it like with you at home? H- how are you getting ready for everything that's going on? So, I, you know, the, the kind of great thing about it is, you know, you know, shout out to my wife, who's the real MVP. You know, she's been, <laughs> you know, she has the flexibility being a student that she's been on it in terms of, like, the grocery shop and I mean she's like ordering online like picking up at the store like I asked her even just the other day on my way from the store like hey you need me to pick up anything she's like nope got it already ordered the groceries like so like thankful you know thankfully having a partner who just like understands the you know weight that is on my shoulders right now as a restaurant owner trying to navigate this public health concern I think it helps that she's you know getting her PhD in public health so she certainly understands what's going on, right? And how people's lives and how people's family structures are truthfully being disrupted by this, right? And so, you know, you know, thanks to her for just, you know, giving me the space to lead in a way that I need to lead, right? And so I've been to the grocery store, but mainly for things I need for your pie. Like I run out of mozzarella cheese or something because we have a busy day or I have to go pick up milk or something small, but... I haven't had to really bear that responsibility and that, you know, that's not really a testament to anything I've done. That's just, you know, having a good partner and a good helpmate. So teamwork makes the dream work. Ephraim, guess what? What's up? Guess what? What? You're off the hot seat. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. We are done. MP Radio, make sure to Check out Ephraim on all platforms, uh, Instagram at E8s84 on Instagram. Check out Your Pie Carry on Facebook. And if you're in the Cary, North Carolina area, make sure you check out my OG uh, and his uh, yep. pizza shop. Uh, they're serving pies daily. Your Pie. Yes, sir. That's Come it. check us out, man. I appreciate it. This was great. Scoop B Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.